everybody it's jen the builder and Corey, and we're on take the elevator this monday yes come on in and let's take a ride so today we are going to talk about international women's day huge woot woot to all the women big 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 ups to all the women and we're going to tie that into music yes and talk about women in history as far as music women in our familial history as far as who's influenced us into music because Corey, you're a huge musician your band partnered with danny had their first gig at braemar brewery so featuring the shameless band what was that like incredible just a ball of joy and a big big party and i just loved it because it was outside we were able to socially distance properly just a great time lots of energy biggest takeaway Energy, 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 energy all over the place. And everyone was just pouring their love out to us and letting us know how good we sound and letting us just really suck up all the goodness that was there. Californians needed that. Corey, I know I needed that. Just the live music, that feeling of connection, the laughter, the storytelling, like it was just all around us. And it was such a great time. What I love about Braemar Brewery, too, Corey, is that it's a family atmosphere. People had their kids there. There were some dogs there. So it was just a cool scene. Yeah. Uh, One of the things that I really appreciated, too, were the women. And I'm going somewhere with this because me being a woman and going into business ventures and supporting you in your music production, and we have the podcast, of course, and all the other different things that we're doing It's so key to have a tribe of women who just show up to support you and high five you and just say, good job. And there's no kind of feelings of hate. It's really just a place of support, encouragement, building up, congratulating, applauding, all of that stuff. Right. And I'll just add on to that a little bit, because where you have the support of those women, I kind of get to borrow some of that support as well. So I get to suck that up as well and just enjoy the support that you're getting that's ultimately filtered over to me. And I I can't leave out a few other people. And one of the people that I really want to spotlight is Lydia and her husband, Jose, Mm. always willing to support, always willing to help. And I can't give one more credit than the other one because they're just an awesome couple who has always been in our corner. Thanks you guys. Thank you, Lydia and Jose. And by the way, I know that Jose is not a podcast listener, but Lydia will tell him, okay, check this episode out and check this one out. Lydia, you better tell Jose to check this one out because I want to give special recognition to something specific that they shared. So, Corey, you have a lot of equipment and it's a lot of work hauling it, you know, loading, hauling, and then unloading it, you know, just that whole nine. And so when you don't have a truck, it is quite the task it's incredibly <laughs> hard to put that kind of equipment in a in any car and I, i'm gonna say this i don't have a small car but i don't have the kind of car that you can put four speakers right three guitars a bunch of chords and mic stands it's just not that that kind of vehicle right and so we had to take two vehicles and i really wanted to just be in the car with you and be able to share 
our thoughts and experiences as to that night. Mm -hmm. But we kind of had to wait till we got home and everything. But anyways, back to Jose. Talk about a real friend. This guy straight up says, anytime you guys need my truck, let me know. Yeah. And he loves his truck. It's beautiful. Gorgeous truck. (laughs) Yeah. So that really touched our hearts. And we were so elevated with that kind gesture. So thank you, Jose. Yeah, man. Every day, elevate. Every day. Let's go into International Women's Day because that is today. Nice. I I knew we were doing the month, but I didn't know there was an actual day. So even better. Right, because the whole month of March is women's history. Women's history, gotcha. Right, and then March 8th is International Women's Day, and that was actually the first time it was celebrated was in Europe in 1911, I believe. So you guys fact check me, please. And I'm going to reference a wonderful website, and oddly enough, it's called internationalwomensday.com. So IWD, I love their mission statement. I love what they're about, and simple terms, it's to recognize women's social, economic, cultural, political, and historic achievements, Mm. which is what we're doing this month. Yeah. When you go on this website, you can find all sorts of good information. There were six pillars is what I call them. And it's about their mission. And so I'm going to read them out loud. And I really want us to pay attention to the action words that they're calling out. Because I ask myself, are these action words existing in my life, especially when it comes to my friendships or women that I'm networking with? The first one is celebrate tech women and innovation, applaud equality for women in sports, educate women on health choice decisions, build inclusive workplaces so women thrive, increase visibility of women creatives, and forge women's empowerment worldwide. Powerful stuff. Very powerful statement. So we're going to focus um, today on visibility of women creatives. And then, of course, just forging women's empowerment throughout the world. So however you guys are celebrating today, I hope you guys have an awesome time. I know that in America, Corey, they're doing an International Women's Day in Nashville, which I thought was so cool because Nashville is known for what? Music. Hello. So I think tying it in to music, International Women's Day, and creativity, and just the women who support through all of this, and women throughout history, and in our personal lives, what does that look like? How have they become an influence and inspiration music in our lives? Does that sound cool? Oh, yeah. All right. You play the bass guitar. I do. Well, tell us about it. Who's influenced you? Who do you look up to as far as bass players? So the the one main bass player that I've always admired and looked up to after being involved in playing music, period, has been uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers' Flea. But who inspired the initial jumping into the music world and playing bass? I remember this like it was yesterday. I seen this very unique-looking black lady by the name of Michelle Indigo Ocello. And she was just phenomenal. She's a rapper. She's a writer. She's an artist. And she's also a bass player and a phenomenal bass player at that. And I just remember seeing her play and thinking to myself, if I could do half of that, I could Mm. really make a mark in this thing called music. 
And so let me just tell you a little bit about Michelle and Diego Ocello, born August 29th, which is a day after me, 1968. She's an, uh, an American singer, songwriter, rapper, and bassist. She also goes by the name of Michelle Asuheli Bashur Shakur, which she is using with the writing of her books and whatever she's writing. This is an incredible person. Why is she so incredible? She's in every genre of music that mm. you can think of. And on top of that, she's writing all of her stuff. That level of talent doesn't get recognized enough. That level of ability is not spotlighted enough. So if I can do just a little bit by shining some light on her, I, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I love it. Her name is so complicated um, for our listeners. I'll definitely put that on our IG account so you can look her up. I'm going to tap into her because I don't think I've seen her. And I'm looking forward to getting to know her as an artist. You have been this week really looking at women who play the guitar, who play all sorts of cool instruments. In fact, there was one and it was an Asian woman playing this instrument. I didn't know what it was, but it was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And just these cool rock star looking women who are doing their thing, playing lead lines and music, composing, creating I mean, it's so cool to see people in their art form and just the joy they exude, even on video. Oh, yeah. And what I really love about the live musician is that, you know, this takes time to do. You can't just get oh, on yeah. a video or be playing live and, and not have a skill level that's far beyond most people that are playing. So I really respect that. And it just pushes me and it teaches me there's always a new height you can get to. There's always another level you can try to achieve. So kudos to the female live musicians. Elevate. Yeah. Every day. Elevate. Every day. We're going to celebrate some women in history and really kind of go into the challenges that women have had as musicians in history. I am now referencing another website, guys. So this is two websites we're referencing today. The first one is internationalwomensday.com. This one is libertyparkmusic.com. So there are some obstacles when women want to go into the profession of music. And so this is, again, history and even still current time. So there's some social expectations for a woman and what she should be doing. And it's typically not leaving home to travel, not taking time out of their responsibilities at home to create and compose and play. Right. Right. So that's one is just the social expectations. And it's funny because back in history, if you were a professional uh, female musician, you either had to be a nun because it was a church thing or you were born into a family of musicians. So those were the only two ways. Wow. That, yeah. Pretty interesting. Right. Um, the next thing is just educational opportunities. It wasn't a thing for women to get a formal education or professional education in the area of music. Funny enough, though, is that back in the day, women would get the same, especially women in high society or those of uh, higher class as far as socioeconomic. Right. So they would get the same teaching and training as their brothers, but their brothers could pursue it professionally. Meanwhile, the women could play at home or like for family, and that was it. 
I'm starting to notice a mantra with these oppressive systems. They they mm. all kind of do the same things. And I'm not going to go too deep into that, but it's just hearing that is really reminiscent of some of the other oppressive systems that have been in play for many, right. many years. Yeah. Right. The oppression on the minority. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, of course, and then last but not least is the acceptance by society. And I thought it was interesting because back then, if you were a woman composer, was that even accepted? Now, if you are a woman music artist or musician, rather, what is society expecting you to look like? What are they actually wanting you to sell along with your music? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty cool to learn about some women in the history of music. So I'm going to name some names, and I hope I don't butcher them, but there's a Hildegard of Bingen, or Bingen, and she was a nun from the Middle Ages, a very famous woman composer in all of music history. Then we go on to Fanny Mendelssohn Hensel. This is the one where she learned music with her brother, and her brother got pushed, very famous musician. She actually wrote music, and it was under his name. Wow. The thing, though, about her brother, though, is he did give her credit when he got spotlighted for music that she did. Which right I thought, on, brother. Right? Yay to the bro. And then there's Clara Schumann. She was an artist, a pianist, and she was a composer and the wife of a composer and music critic. She had all this amazing creativity, Corey, but she spent her time supporting her husband. So her artistry... Her gifts were very suppressed and not even touched on. And this is a quote that she said, a woman must not wish to compose. There never was one able to do it. Am I intended to be the one? It would be arrogant to believe that. May Robert always create. That must always make me happy. Oh, my goodness. I'm sad and and enlightened at the same time. Yeah. The thought process behind that. Is incredible. And I kind of know that feeling and not because it's an oppressive manner, but because I knew that you and I being uh, one unit, that one of us had to go before the other one to Mm. be able to be successful considering where we started out together. And I thought it was more important that you got a lead in that opposed to me because you had an avenue that you could kind of shine. Right. So, yeah, but that's just really noble of her to be that way. Extremely. And I'm glad that I had the option with you to say, okay, who does it make sense for first? Right. And that we were able to decide on that together. Um, and then you have people, Madalena Casaluna, Casaluna, because I'm sure she's Italian. She was the first woman to ever be published. And then we have another woman who went through the struggle to demand equal pay from her employer for the same type of work for music. And her name is Louise Frank. So anyways, this website just goes through all these amazing women and their history and their stories and why music is for women composers today what it is. Right. And the struggle's not over. I mean, we still have a lot of pushing and fighting to do to get everyone equal pay. and I, And I believe in that. I don't think a female music composer is any less valuable than a a male music composer. I mean, you bring the same thing to the table. We've watched a current female music composer by the name of Neon Vines, who is incredible. I mean, just mind boggling. And to say she's worth less because she's a female, you're slapping your own self in the face. 
Corey, when you introduced me to Neon Vines, I was floored. You guys have to check her out. She does live stuff and she has all this amazing equipment. And the way she DJs and just maneuvers, she makes it look so artistic. It's almost like a dance that she does. And she sings. Yeah. I mean, the talent and gifts are just oozing out of her. Incredible woman. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of women, there were some women that played a part in our lives, Corey, as far as music. For those who don't know, I dib and dab on the keyboard. I love to sing because of some medical issues or surgery, rather. My voice has changed in tone. So I haven't really been singing. I kind of sing for fun. But music has been a huge part of my life. Huge. In fact, the woman who brought music into my life was my mom. Mm Mm-hmm. And we used to sing prayers, Corey, before we ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I almost felt like we were living in a musical. Oh, yeah. And I I know that. <laughs> <laughs> After we'd have dinner, I would play at the piano. Her, my sister, my brother would come around the piano and we'd sing. Right. Uh, memories that I will never, ever forget. Memories I sometimes wish we still had, but don't. Right. But that's the beautiful thing about memories. They'll hopefully never leave you. And they were so strong and so many moments like that, that they are just a staple in my life. They're part of who I am. Who was an influence for you? None other than my mother. Ah, the moms. All the moms. (laughs) Yeah, my mom was, uh, first of all, was and still is an incredible singer. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, I I don't say it lightly because I don't think everyone can sing. Right. As, As a matter of fact, I struggled with the thought that I could sing for a long time. But this is what I will say about my mom in her developing me to become a singer. What she would do is we would be leaving her rehearsals and sometimes she was in choirs, sometimes she was in groups and bands. And we'd be leaving and and talking about the rehearsal and then she would start singing something. And then out of the blue, she'd say, "Uh, Corey, sing this part. And then I'd start singing it and I would wonder, why does she want me to sing? Because there's no need for me to really sing this right now. But what she was doing was perfecting her harmonization. So I Mm. would sing one part and then she would sing the part above that. And even when my sister would be in the car, she would sing the third part of the harmony, which is where I developed my ear for harmony. And so that just sparked the desire after seeing her perform in front of, you know, hundreds of people thinking, wow, I could probably do that if I could ever sing like her. So that's where my desire to sing high came in. So it's just a domino effect of things that happened as I was a child. Sure. I get that. And your mom does sing beautifully. Very high soprano. Mm -hmm. Just amazing. Another person for me was my dad. I don't know if you know this. My dad, I don't think, was a singer. But boy, did he love music. Mm -hmm. So... When I was younger, we had to do the crazy L.A. commute, right? You live out in a suburb, but you got to go into L.A. for work and school and get out of L.A. to get back home. The ride was long and it was filled with music. And I just remember all the things he would play, the radio stations he tuned into. We would sing out loud. I'd be in the back seat just dancing. Music just lived in my family. Even in the car, when we got home, it was music. So mom and dad, for sure. And then I have a cousin, Lynn, and I have to give her a shout out because, Corey, she was at your first gig on Saturday night. 
her husband Joe, her daughter Sammy. Sammy's a trooper. Isn't she? Has yeah. like Sammy? Is this not cool for you? Because we've got older people here. How are you feeling about this vibe? And she said, "Oh, it's fine. I love seeing Sammy enjoying music that is before her time and different genre of music." Back to Lynn. When we were younger, I was in church a lot. And so for my folks that were raised in church, you guys will understand what I'm talking about. Back then, secular music was a big, huge no-no. Right. Uh, You just didn't do that stuff. So I have a confession. (laughs) I snuck in secular music because that was the only way I was able to listen to that because after my dad died, that kind of went with him. Mm -hmm. And my mom had to do what she had to do for us to survive and function as a single parent home. And so we found a lot of support for sure in the church. Being in youth group, you know, it kind of took the place of having a dad because I was very close to my youth pastor and stuff. So I'm not knocking the church, but what I am saying is that Lynn and I at a young age got to go to different concerts that her parents paid for for me to go. Uh, When I rode with her dad to go to school, he played music in the car, so it reminded me of my dad. So Lynn, I don't think, realized just how important her presence was uh, the other night. It was so important for me because I saw her and I saw you guys play and I thought, wow, this is crazy how it comes back full circle. Full circle. Yeah. And and Lynn and Joe and, and Sammy, thank you so much for coming out. And I know this is not about thanking people per se, but I'm just thanking everyone because that's what I like to do. I'm thanking you for even listening. Every day, elevate. Every day, elevate. We're back and it's our PS. Postscript, if you didn't know. Yeah. And I thought this was a beautiful love letter, but that's because I think music is beautiful. Absolutely. Can't go wrong with music. I think for me, after listening to this episode, it gave me all sorts of warm, good vibes because it brought me back to my childhood. And I am so grateful that music was such a big part of my life. And I'm so thankful that I met a man who loves music probably more than I do and who can play and sing. Mm, Nice. So my PS is... I want to make as many memorable moments as possible, just like we did the other night. Mm. It's it's just too much fun and it just makes you feel so good. And it just, it's needed in a time like this. It's needed period, but it's needed in a time even more so like this when we're going through so much and just have so much angst on our plate from the pandemic. We saw the power of music and how it can bring people together the power of your voice and how being a creative really changes the world that we're in. Absolutely. And to end it all, more power to the women. (laughs) Hey. Hey. Well, you know us that take the elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. Every.